0: Broadcasting live from the Roswell Infinity Studio, it's time for North Atlanta's BizLink, the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, linking you to business leaders. North Atlanta's BizLink is brought to you by Veritech. Veritech, great people, remarkable service.
1: And hello again, everybody, and welcome to North Atlanta's BizLink here on Business Radio X. This is the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, linking you to business leaders. And what do you know? We have a business leader here in the studio. I'm Mike Salmond. I'm not the business leader. I'm here with Deborah Lanham with the uh, Chamber of Commerce. And uh, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing very well. We're excited to have another edition of North Atlanta's BizLink. So I'll just turn it over to you and let you introduce the folks that are with you here. Well, hang on. Hang on a
2: minute. Oh, there's more. What are you talking about? You are not a business leader. I think you are. Totally well, is. I'm yeah.
1: not the featured business leader. So I, uh, good point.
2: You are influencing others and leading in this industry in terms of podcasts. So thank you for uh, allowing us to have the show and working with you. We love Business Radio X.
1: Oh, well, I stand corrected. This is a room <laughs> full of business leaders. Thank you. I am just one yeah. of several in the room. So we're excited to have you back in the studio as always. And I'll turn it over to
2: you. Thank you, Mike. It's always great to be with you and excited about our show today. This is something near and dear to my heart, just women in business and also the technology industry and the growth that we're seeing in North Fulton specifically. But before we get started and I introduce our guest to you, uh, Nicole, I would love for you to give us an update on uh, events coming up at the Chamber of Commerce.
0: I would be happy to. Hello, everybody. Great to be at Business Radio X today. Just a couple quick event updates. uh, Upcoming at the GNFCC is our Eggs and Enterprise Breakfast, Wednesday, May 30th at 7.30 a.m. at Kings Ridge Christian School. We will have the president of the Georgia Institute of Technology, GP Bud Peterson with us. So that's going to be a wonderful um, event. Thank you to our sponsors, Goodwin Mills and Cowood, and also Smith and Howard. Also want to mention one of our partners, Tag North Metro, does a wonderful executive luncheon series. Um, they're actually kicking it off at their new Tag North Metro office in Alpharetta. Um, Tyler Craig, the CEO of ConArk will be speaking and that's Thursday, May 24th, 1130 a.m. And you know, one other event I want to mention that's a little bit in the future. It's next month, but it's our tech mixer on Thursday, June yes, 7th. A good one going to be in the technology hub of the South, a great way to network with industry peers, meet people, get some great food, live music will be done by our very own chamber member, Tom Hart the food truck is going to be there with their famous barbecue. Um, it's really just going to be a, a casual, great way to uh, meet others in this community. So again, that's our tech mixer. It's going to be at Jekyll Brewing. So if you haven't been there yet, it's a fantastic um, setting. And we really hope that you will be able to join us Thursday, June 7th for that right after work, 5.30 p.m.
2: Excellent. That is going to be a great one. And love uh, Jekyll. They do such a great job over there hosting. Um, and with all the tech companies in the surrounding area off of Windward, that, that's become a nice little hub for after hours. But look forward to getting some of our meetup members out to this event. Uh, meetup is a tool that you can use online, uh, allows you to, you know, whatever the meetup might be, invite the community to come out. And we have a meetup for Tech 400 right. and have over 550 members. And so this is specifically uh, a focus to that group, but all our members and our community at large are invited to come out. So thanks, Nicole.
0: You're welcome. A great
2: update. Well, today I'm excited to have with us Corinne Zalkberg, who is the founder and CEO of CyberHub. Welcome, Corinne. Thank you. Thank you for this lovely opportunity to sit with you today, you lovely ladies. Great to have you Thank with us. Thank you, Mike, us. for
3: hosting me. <laughs>
2: Well, we're going to spend a little time today talking about what you do, Corinne, and Cyberhub. There's just a few other pieces to your organization. So would you, for our listening audience, they've never heard of you. Uh, Let's say they have never heard of you. Um, You've certainly already had impact in the community. But tell us a little bit about Cyberhub.
3: So Cyberhub was founded in the end of 2015. Cyberhub USA. It's the mother company. We have three different entities that are communicating with one another. The first entity is Cyberhub Summit. It's a platform, it's a networking platform for C-level people, for directors, for any kind of business executives that would like to be exposed to cyber threats on the education side of it, which means to become more educated about the threats that is going, the international cyber threats that are growing every other day around the world and in the country. And they would like to become more educated about uh, cyber threats. So they are coming to our events. We are creating the right business atmosphere for them to do some networking with other executives and to learn from thought leaders in the cyber field. We bring all style speakers from all around the world to share their knowledge, their cutting edge knowledge uh, about cyber threats and cybersecurity. And it's a good arena for them uh, to learn And to be more aware of the threats, but not only that, to examine the opportunity to bring in solutions. And I'm not talking only about software or any kind of a cybersecurity or security system to their business, but more like education programs to their employees, because education brings awareness and once you are aware you can control.
2: You know, and we're hearing more and more when there are hacks, you can track that to typically an employee right. that just clicked on a link and exposed the entire organization to that threat.
3: Right. 90% of um, the cyber attacks are happening because of the human factor. Unfortunately, it's the technology is everywhere in our life and it's progressing. And we are still staying naive on the naive side of it doesn't matter how educated we are on the social networks and how 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 common we use uh, technology in every aspect of our life. We are still very vulnerable. We are still very exposed. Privacy is a priceless asset Um, those days. And it's very important to be aware of what's going on. And uh, social engineering is a big piece of it. Social engineering is a way for hackers to manipulate the human factor just by telling a story. It can be, for example, today I had an interesting meeting. I've met a very important, lovely, inspiring lady from the city of Augusta. And I told her we, we talked about a little bit about social engineering and we were with our trainer of the academy, Jeff Hancock. And he mentioned something which is, was really important at the table that, for example, real estate agents, they are moving target, for example, for hackers. They can be a moving, for example, uh, let's say that a Russian guy is arriving to Augusta and he wants uh, to buy a house. So he's scouting for a house in a certain neighborhood and he's using for to buy in order for for him to buy a house, he needs a real estate agent. So he's telling lovely story about why he wants to live next to Fort Gordon. So he buy a house next to Fort Gordon and then he is actually uh, settling down in that house and from that house he's hacking Fort, Gold, Fort Gordon. And just by Manipulate. I mean, the real estate agent doesn't have any opportunity not to tell him no. I mean, he will not tell uh, uh, tell the guy no. But that's a very simple story. How you can be manipulated, and through a simple person, you can be exposed to a system which is an army system or NSA or any kind of um, defense system that is protecting our country. In a minute, that system can be vulnerable.
2: So you mentioned Augusta. Yes. You're definitely connected there and obviously having a meeting today yes. with someone from the city. We would love to hear an update if you can share what the academy, I think that's the other yes. element of your business. So the other,
3: the second entity is the Cyber Hub Academy. The Cyber Hub Academy designed for businesses, for small, medium sized businesses to come and learn about cyber threats and cyber crimes and what are the fundamental uh, processes they need to implement within their businesses in order to be become more secured in terms of cybersecurity. Because like we we, talk, we talked a minute ago about how everyone is exposed from the secretary to the CEO, everybody's vulnerable. And uh, it starts with a simple story or just a phone call or even a face-to-face meeting that um, somebody that is want to hack the organization just can interact with you on a daily basis. And you, without knowing he's a very nice person and you're interacting with him, and all of a sudden... Your old system become infa- infected because he knows he have an access to your email and through his email, he implemented uh, malware or, and, uh, and it f- infected uh, the whole organization. So to make a long story short, um, I'm very concerned for small. My, my biggest concern is small, medium sized businesses because they are not working under any kind of regulations. Now, if we take banks, for example, the financial industry, it's heavy regulated. Exactly. They must have cybersecurity infrastructure in place, cyber policy, cyber software, cybersecurity system that will protect the clientele list. But in the small, medium-sized businesses, usually they're not even using an IT person to protect their business. And that's a movement, a a moving target uh, for hackers because they don't hack only one business. For them to hack, uh, let's say, uh, 14,000 business and just to hack and, and steal $1 a month. That's a huge volume. It's going by volume and it's growing by volume year after year. And they cannot survive after an attack like this.
2: You know, I hear that as a part of the chamber's work and 50 percent of our membership is made up of small business. And I heard a woman share the fact that she had been hacked recently and her comment was, why me? I'm small. I'm nobody. (laughs) Why are you hacking me? Exactly. Because you're small. Because you're small. Because
3: you don't have the capability to protect yourself. Because you do have some money in the cashier, maybe not a lot of money, but you do have a certain list of clientele in your database. It's not big, but it those clients are buying with a credit card or it's a bunch of emails that you can use in the future. And one of your clients can be a CEO of a big company. And the and the motivation yes. is
2: money, isn't of it? Course. It's all about the money.
3: Yes. Most and yes. It's so money. Either 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 the biggest motivation and the first motivation is money. It can be also a terrorism uh, motivation. But most of the, the hacking is because of money.
2: Yes. All right. So you've got the Cyber Academy, the Cyber Hub, the Cyber Academy, and yes. talk to us about the third component to the yes. organization. So we have Cyber Engage. Cyber
3: Engage is an open source uh, of education uh, for business owners and not only business owners, any person that works for a company or a business or any individual that are thirsty for information about cyber crimes or what are the, the, the most recent cyber trends um, in the cyber world. So he can go on LinkedIn, for example, we have a group on LinkedIn and we have a cyber hub engage. Um, um We have like a radio show exactly like that, like that one, and which we are bringing experts and we are just doing open discussions. It's non-technical whatsoever. We don't bring any kind of technical details to the conversation. The conversation is a lovely conversation about the main concern, the world Worldwide main concerns in cybersecurity, what to do, how to do, when to do what, and just to talk about the challenges to problem or what do you do after attack, how you overcome the crisis, what do you need to do, what do you do the day after, what are the aftermath, and, and so on and on. So it's, it gives you a lot of knowledge, a lot of value. And we are not promoting any kind of cyber um, companies or cyber, um, cyber uh, solution providers. There is a reason for that. Uh, we don't want um, to bring the technical aspects to the picture, but more to help people understand about the threats themselves. Because once they will be more aware of problems, it will be more easier for them to start shopping for solutions.
2: Sounds like more conversational
3: Very dialogue. Conversation, yes. And the main the main cause behind it is really to help people engage. That's why we call it to engage and to understand, like to feel that it's out there and let's talk about it. And then they will notice more what they need to do if they want to take actions in the future and not just come confused to a meeting with a cybersecurity company and they will be asked to pay like $100,000 for a cybersecurity system.
2: Good to have that knowledge behind the decisions. Karin, right. you haven't always um, owned and uh, been a part of Cyber Hub, so right. I want to, uh, ha- for our listeners, just to understand your career path, talk to us a little bit about your past experience and what led you to where you are today. Perfect. Thank you for that question. Of course. Um, I'm 38
3: years old. I was born and raised in Israel. At the age of 18, I joined the Israeli military. In the Israeli military, I served uh, my country. I had uh, two jobs, main jobs that I did. The first one is... I was a combat uh, trainer, uh, soldiers uh, for um, soldiers that uh, were in Gaza in Lebanon back then in nineteen ninety eight, and then immediately after the round two, I went on a course, a specific course, and I was a sniper. I didn't wow. kill anyone. <laughs> I didn't kill anyone. Wow! But uh, I served, courageous. Yes, but. It teaches you a lot. The Army teaches you a lot. And I serve, when I got skills, the, the, when people is asking me, what, what did you took from the Army? The most important thing for me is self-discipline. This is the only thing I really took from the Army. Like I honored a lot of rules in the Army that are really relevant for life. But the strong, the strongest skill that made an impact on my life was a life-changing experience sorry, tool for me was self-discipline. To wake up every morning, you wake up at five o'clock in the morning, you finish a day, you know that you're about to finish your day at midnight, every day like this, 365 days a year. And you do it without asking questions. You just need to do it for other people. So other people can live peacefully. And you serve not only an army, it's way beyond that. It's a bigger cause. It's, you serve not only a country, a land, a, a, a piece of land. You actually serve people. Because of you, a mom and her ch- three children can sleep at night. And I'm not saying it was because of me. There was, <laughs> it's, it's a huge army with, uh, sure. with, uh, with, uh, with amazing tr- soldiers that really trying to, to, to give the, this peace of mind for the whole nation, for its whole nation, but um, the self-discipline and what it makes you do, and this is what they teach you, it brings other tools into your arsenal of tools. For example, how to be consistent, how to do, how to be consistent with everything you do. When you start, you must finish. You don't want to finish; it has to have to to have a very good reason why you're not finishing that. And if it's going to end up with failure, so at least win the failure. Don't lose the failure. You're not going to lose a failure. You're going to win a failure. Like if I'm going to fail at something, I want to be the winner of the failure, (laughs) which means that I have to take something out of it. I have to learn what I did wrong. So not to be stupid enough to win it again, because the second time is not winning the failure, it's actually failing the failure. But the first time of failure is always winning a failure. That's the way, how, that's the way um, uh, I've been taught. And, and I took it and I used that. The second part, immediately after the army, um, I didn't know what to do uh, exactly, because um, in Israel, there is a very organized path. You finish the army, you go, you join, you go to the university. Finish the university, you start a career. So I didn't start at the university immediately because I needed money. I'm coming uh, from an average family. So I started as a very, I I worked three jobs. Um, One of my main jobs. So I started as a customer service representative and I used to be a a private teacher for children. I taught them chemistry and um, also the Bible. I'm I'm a great believer. I'm, I'm, God is the love of my life. It's one you have to believe. I mean, not have to believe in God, but you have to believe in something. Yes. You have to have a cause. You have to wake up every morning and have a cause. You have to believe in something. And, uh, and God is, was my best friend back at the days. And today is, uh, is at the same status. So I I used to teach Bible and chemistry. And also I used to clean people's houses. Everything you have to do for a living. And um one day um the call center that I used to work with they decided that they're expanding they're going to expand I moved to the sales department and in the sales department I was the cel- the worst sales representative <laughs> ever ever I just didn't hit my target couldn't hit my target I had a very tough manager very demanding he gave me uh 45 days uh To improve my results, and if not, so we're gonna finish the business together finish doing business together so uh within those uh forty five days, unfortunately, my dad got sick with cancer, and i'm the first one in my family I'm the oldest uh out of three girls, and uh, my mom called me i that was unforgettable uh phone call uh She told me that got sick um he's coming back my my dad was a captain of commercial ships so he was in spain and they brought him back from spain to israel um because he couldn't uh, he got a brain tumor and it uh, i
2: it lost my this. dad to
3: cancer i know how it's a horrible horrible, horrible, horrible disease it i is. don't wish it to anyone no and um uh, so i knew that day that i have to take control and control on my current job because obviously we're going to need some money and I will need to, uh, to finance also my, my 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 school and if if the family needs help so I need to be there for them and out of nowhere i don't know what happened that week but i started making sales one after another i just found the way when there was no way to start communicate with those clients they told me no I used to get a lot of no for an answer. Then I started getting yes. By the end of the road, um, within uh, half a year, uh, so I kept my job. Then my dad, in that specific year, uh, he passed away. Unfortunately, we couldn't uh, save him. It was a very aggressive cancer. But I got promoted immediately after he died, uh, after he passed. To become shift manager, and then a year after, call center manager, and then a VP or a director of sales and marketing department because I was involved also with the marketing procedures, and then I ended up in the same company after four and a half years as a VP of sales of that company. I got another offer. I moved to the financial industry, worked there for a couple of years as a VP sales. Then I decided to open my own business and help companies to stabilize their sales cycle. And that's how I started the first year of my business. In 2000, I opened my business in the, in the end of 2009. By the time, by the August 2011, I became an international company. 50% of my clients were Israelis. All the rest were international started from Ukraine, Poland, Russia, Germany, the UK, even Kosovo. (laughs) Kosovo, by the way, Bill Clinton is very famous at Kosovo. Every second boy, child that you ask what's his name in Kosovo, they will tell Bill Clinton. I'm that serious. (laughs) Yes, but they have even a statue of Bill Clinton in the main uh, downtown of Kosovo. So even Kosovo. And then, of course, um, I started uh, going into the North American market. We started um, also to go into Michigan, then New York, L.A., and I felt in love with Atlanta. I think there is a lot of talent here. And because my clients in the last few years starting to get hacked Uh, my clients are my family. I had a very big concern for them because I saw they're struggling with cyber attacks, DDoS attack. And I decided to take an action and I didn't have any, I didn't have any knowledge in that field. Like I'm not a programmer. I'm not a coder. I'm not coming from the technological world. I didn't had any kind of infosec eh, knowledge. So I decided to convert what I did uh, in the financial industry which is training, education, and leadership, to the cybersecurity. And by bringing experts to the table to share a, an academy knowledge, and uh, the most important thing, when I decided to help those clients, uh, I revived connections from the army, from the military. Uh, Israel is a cyber hub, so you can find uh, a lot of people that are, um, they finish the army at 8,200 unit, which is uh Intelligence unit that is also specifying in cybersecurity. So, uh, the shift wasn't easy, but that's adventure that I'm willing
2: to take. Amazing, yes. amazing story. So inspiring. And to think of, uh, the, the lessons taught in military service. Um, first of all, I got chills listening to you describe, you know, just, um, the honor to serve and think of the families you are, you know, you're protecting and the land you're protecting. Yes. Very inspirational, but also lessons learned in terms of day-to-day dedication and commitment to the process and over time it pays off. Right. Um, you also mentioned your strengths in your relationship with a god who's yes. very real to you and I think about what you went through with your father and then I don't think it was an accident that all of a sudden you become successful. That deep faith within you I have to believe, came to fruition as you begin to take on the role of serving now your family um, in the absence of your father and his um, ability to to provide. So, wow, what an inspiring story. It's incredible. Mike, are you with me here? I, I got to
1: think you've got a question. I, 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 well, for Corinne. Corinne spoke for like 10 or 15 minutes. And I mean, you were, I'm sorry. No, no. It was so <laughs> riveting the whole the whole story. And you said how you went into the field you're in now with no training whatsoever. But I think you were perfectly trained for what you do, because if you look at it, you know, uh, this cybercrime, that's the enemy and you're yeah. you were trained to, to fight the enemy and and you're still doing that in a way you're not doing it in a uniform with 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 a with a, a, a sniper gun or anything like that you're yeah. doing it now you know on the computers right so That's i mean i feel point, like you're yeah. very well trained for what you're doing now
0: i feel like i wish
3: is, and i wish there will be no wars or a uh, situation like this uh, but it's also i i i came to the decision that um, it's it's all about financial by the way everything is uh, you have to uh People are doing everything for money.
2: And a part, a big part of it, the ugly part of it is war and cyber war as well. You know, we've got a focus on cyber coming up here in Atlanta. I think it's fall or late summer where we're going to have Cyber Week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to assume you're all involved in that. Right. You want to give us any update of your involvement? I think uh, Georgia Tech is a lead in some of the events. Um, Obviously, TAG, our Technology Association of Georgia, Uh, Any updates you want to share with our audience on your um, involvement in Cyber Week? So the president um, uh, announced, I think, a few
3: months ago that the Cyber Week in the United States nationwide will be taking place in the month of October. In month of October in the Atlanta area, not only in Atlanta, hopefully also uh, in our area as well, in the suburbs as well, um, a lot of cyber um, events is going to take place. One of the events is going to happen between um uh, 9 through 11, October 9 through 11. We are doing event for executives. We thought in the beginning to lead the event with Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is doing an event before all the other events starts because Sam Noonan, I think they want to give an award of excellence to one of their biggest contributors. Of so, it's going to take. It's it's uh, unfortunately it's not going to happen with them, but we are doing the event for executives from all level to interact with executives from all over the United States, and we are bringing eight different delegations, international delegations from abroad to the United States to start trading in cybersecurity, like business people that would like U.S. products. And um, there is a lot of lovely, amazing, talented companies here that are producing an amazing innovation in cybersecurity. And it's going to be introduced in our conference, but we are not going to pitch to people. We are going to give him them pure education tools, educational tools that you can use immediately after when they go back to the office and say, you know what, now I got to do this and this and that.
2: Truly a leader (laughs) uh, in this industry and in our area. And thank you so much for your Chairman Circle investment in the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. We've really enjoyed getting to know you and your team. Um, I like to end each show by asking you the question, what matters most to you? Well, to help people.
3: People sometimes, when they are so passionate to be successful, they put the goals ahead of them and and they, they are striving to hit the goals and to make the money because they need to report their investors or uh, they took money from the bank or whatever. If money is leading you, it's not a good cause. You have to change, even though that you have this outside pressure that you know that uh, and you're trying to be realistic. Yes, money is a very important, it's not a cause, it's a tool. And what the cause needs to lead you to to help businesses, to help people, if it's not business, it's not the business sector, it's the, it's the individual sector. So uh invest in, think about what will be best for what will change other people's life. And then the dollar will follow. Like if you believe in helping, the dollar will follow. I mean, it's, it, it, you have to work for it as well. You have to develop a strong platform that will bring the dollar very fast. But do not forget the main cause, which is helping people.
2: Well, that's a great note to end on. And so appreciate your time. I know how busy you are and you're traveling all over the world. So thank, thank you. you so much, Corinne Zogberg, founder and CEO of Cyberhub for joining us today. Thank you so much for all of you for having me today.
1: I think I not just it. lessons of business, but life lessons. Oh, absolutely, today. absolutely. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, now let's go on take on the day. Now, after hearing all that,
2: we have to get out um, there and take charge.
1: Yep. I want to thank uh, Corinne Zalkberg, founder and CEO of CyberHub, for being uh, your guest today, and of course uh, Deborah Lanham with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, and uh, Nicole Sturgis with uh, the. Chamber of Commerce as well. A reminder that this is North Atlanta's BizLink, the monthly Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce show, which links you to business leaders like we did today. For our producer, Trey, I'm Mike, and we'll see you next time right here on Business Radio X.